0: Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast. My name's Alex Clements. I'm here with Campbell Flakemore. Welcome,
1: Campbell. Thanks, Alex. Good to be back. And um, yeah, it feels like we're, we're right in the thick of it now. European racing started and some meaningful sort of races are, are in action now, which is nice. And
2: Max, go on. Welcome, Max. Thank you, Alex. Yes, it's been, uh, I'm not watching Argentinian stage racing. It's exciting. How's um,
0: how's preseason been going? A few practice matches, I've seen. Uh, I've yeah, we've
2: been good. We played St Kilda um, last week. We've got Richmond uh, tomorrow, actually, down at God's Country, Chelsea Fields. Um, and yeah, boys are fit, so looking forward to it. I think there's a couple of games on the moment. I think Sydney are smashing Carlton. Um, and there's another game on that just finished Essendon-St. Kilda. St. Kilda then went and beat Essendon, which means we're better than Essendon by a lot because mm-hmm. we beat we beat St. Kilda. Yep.
1: yep. That's how it
2: works. Yep. That's how it works. How much of those other games do you watch? Uh, I've watched the opening bounce of a couple of the games over the last two days, but then I, I'd switch off pretty quickly into the first quarter.
0: Because the bike racing started? And there's something else.
2: Uh, 14 years in the K the practice games don't necessarily excite me um, when, <laughs> that much anymore.
0: Like, imagine being a pro at the moment, trying to keep track of all, all, what your competitors are doing through February. There's races left, right, and center. If you're not in that top tier of Rog just worrying about Vindergarten, vice versa.
2: Well, I can I can I, I can help a couple of sprinters. I've just just I've just done a sprint tally of what's happening at the moment. And it's been because there's been races everywhere. I get there's been a bit going on. But these are what I call the sprinters and what they've done so far. Murley is on three. Wellsford, Gronewagen, and Magnus Court and Verdon, who albeit one of them was in Rwanda, have all won two. Uh, and then Milano Jakobsen, Gavilia Sam Bennett have all won one and Caleb is on naught. Mm. so all these competitors are multiple times winner and even some of them like a Milano Magnus Court uh gavilia who we fought with Dana War won um, and that's not even including including Ar Deli and then Van Art is coming back so it's a uh, sprinting is interesting. Milano is
0: arguably a lead out man too. So
2: yeah, it was a good, it was a big win. It was a it was a head win, uh, stage that he won in UAE. Um, and doesn't doesn't
0: seem like it's going that well for Ackerman there, being UAE's main sprinter. When you yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty sure it was last year at the welter that he won the final stage as well, where he led Ackerman out and he couldn't come off the wheel. Correct. What's Well, let's talk about Caleb then, Maxi. What's your what's your
2: take on a uh, friend of the podcast? Of the podcast, um, it's gone. We've gone south as a relationship when I tried to bunk at his house in my in uh Monaco and he ignored me. Um, no, look, uh, he's he, he just either is the unluckiest man in the peloton in terms of trying to find a wheel and trying to find a chance to get out, or I'm, I'm presuming, and I'm not a cyclist and I ride recreationally, I'm pretty sure you make your own luck a little bit as a sprinter as well. Um, so yeah, he just. He's in really good position with 3K to go, then bad position with about 800 to go, which is when you kind of want to be on the right wheels.
0: Cambo, good friend of Mr. UAE. Yeah. Oh, listen,
1: yeah, friend of the podcast, friend, friend, friend. Um, hey. Listen, he, he's, he's in a bit of a drought at the moment. Like obviously he's got super close, like the stage in UAE was like, you yeah, know, it was a photo finish. Yeah. Um, and, and to use Max's word, I, I did like the use of the word caper. Um, in, in this caper, it's a little bit of a confidence game. Like if you get a win here, you get a little bit of momentum. Um, if you keep getting close, you keep thinking, okay, it'll happen again and happen again and again. Like Max, Max touched on, you make your own luck a little bit. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously some internal pressure, like with Arnaud, Deleuze just absolutely smoking it um, in serious form. Probably going to be their leader in you know all the big races coming up in the one day, as including Milano San Remo potentially. Um, so yeah, let's, let's let's be real. He's under a little bit of pressure at the moment. It seems like everything
0: outside of his sprinting is going exceptionally well, though. Like making making the split at UAE, chopping off with those boys. So I don't know. Where does where does that leave him for Milano San
1: Remo? Could be a good thing. Like you said, his legs are good. Nationals, he was he was good. He got round pretty far, made the split in that um, crosswind stage at UAE. So, you know, it could all just be a, a big build for, for San Remo. Um, being able to get to that finish is is the most important thing after, you know, 290K, being able to get up to Poggio and then being able to, to do a sprint after six and a half, seven hours. So um, I guess we'll, we'll reserve our judgment until San Remo. Um, but if he doesn't chalk up a big victory there, then, um, yeah, there'll, there'll be some questions being asked, I'm sure.
0: Maxi, if you're the um, workhorse in, what are they called now? Lotto? Lotto Destiny. Lotto Destiny. Um, and you've got the role of chopping off for 200K down um, from Milan to San Remo. And you're the team captain, and you've got Arno Dele and Caleb Ewan under your wings. How are you managing that situation?
2: Uh, I mean, Lotto Destiny are famous for taking a couple of leaders to this race, uh, which I think Phil Phil Jill's still going, so which uh, I'm presuming. Yeah, I'm presuming he'll be the the third leader, and Wallons has come across just for this race as well. But um, no, I'd take both. Like I, the odds are, Dele will. Uh, well, the odds are Pog and then uh, Tear It Apart and MVDP and Caleb and all the sprinters can't go with them like in previous um, previous Poggios. But if they do go a little bit slower, I think Delee's a better chance of making it if they go even slower, Caleb is. But having two there if they get over Poggio is the key to a lot of destiny because they tend to only have one. So I'll take both. Just take them.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, you take them both. Um. You just don't want something happening like a couple of years ago when when Trentian, um cocked it up for Caleb, which Albie still has nightmares about. <laughs>
0: or every other edition where Caleb's had no one there to help him when he's been the only sprinter there in the group, and no, and obviously no one's going to work with him. You get there, everyone's looking around. Caleb Ewan's there, you're not going to ride. Um, but whether Delete really do that job?
2: Yeah, he really needed to win Sonic in Australia. Because then the only thing he's done since is UAE, Caleb. And a lot of these other guys are chalking up wins at other events, um, which is what Cambo's is saying where they're getting their confidence from. I've like even missed a couple. Like Christoph's won too. He's 35, riding right for a pro-concy team. Um, yeah. The only guys that have it really won are Caleb, the two cyclocross boys, if you call them sprinters, but they're genuine Jets. And then you'd almost say Cav and Cav... Um, is riding purely to try and get a win at the tour this year. So he's under a, a little bit of pressure.
0: Let's let's touch on, like, maybe will go back to the UAE tour. The, it's like kind of – it's – I'm starting to really come around to the UAE tour. Just like these big bunch kicks, all the sprinters are there, all, almost all the sprinters are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a bit windy, like stage one. I think, like, the bunch calips are – wild you wouldn't want to be there um but i'm starting to enjoy this bike race Campbell, um thoughts on thoughts on the bunch gallops kind of sort of mixed bag and like max he talked about like like even just focusing it on caleb like you can be in good position at 3k to go and all of a sudden there's seven other sprint trains that are there just swamped you and send you meters back in the bunch
1: yeah generally speaking i thought it was it's a good race like you look at the the guys that are there, it's top, top level. Um both in the bunch kicks and in the climbs, which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit later. But yeah, the the sprints, like on those big wide roads, you can come from a long way back um late. So when you got a good position with 3k to go, it doesn't really doesn't really mean anything. Um and yeah, it's like a washing machine, it's wishy-washy. Um and I don't know, like is is it is it this is all speculation now, but is is Caleb maybe less hungry than what he was when he was 24, 25? Like, is that is that a factor? He's got a family now. Like, I mean, I'm not in the business of boxing on at seventy k an hour <laughs> with riders everywhere and barriers. Like, I think that's a, that's something that I think we do have to consider when it comes to comes to sprinting and willing to be, you know, risking your life because Caleb's had some pretty serious uh, crashes in um, the past couple of years in bunch kick. So I think that's that's definitely playing on his mind.
0: From memory, uh, we weren't in the game of boxing on at sixty kilometres an hour when we were twenty one Cambo with no responsibility or family or assets or anything really going on in our lives.
1: It was never for me, no.
0: Merlier chalked up two though, to kick off his kind of campaign with um Sudal quick step now with the the Belgian sponsored jumping ship um which I imagine was nice for him and to get a little bit of pressure off uh, his shoulders from Patrick unlike his other star or well, the other stars. Uh, other star being Julian Alaphilippe, who seems like he's been getting a bit of heat from Patrick in his column in, in the Belgian newspaper. so I'm sure Tim <laughs> was pretty happy there. Max any sprinting highlights for you any Sprinters uncovered that you you'd like to have a look at?
2: Uh, I I agree with you with the UA Tour in terms of what it brings from a sprint point of view. I think it lacks from the other uh, part that they tried. The Green Mountain being the only decisive real GC climb. I think there's stage, the one that Rubio won didn't necessarily break the peloton apart. I think about 20 blocks finished on the same time. So from that point of view, it's not as exciting. Um, when Yates lost time the on stage one in the wind, you sort of knew GC was over. But from a sprint point of view, it really was good. And Molin looked like the lead sprinter throughout the whole tour. Um, the when Brunawagen and Milano won, Molin was a bit out of luck or just went a tiny bit early. So, um, if I was yeah, if I'm Sadal, I'm really happy with what he's bringing. Jakobsen. It's going to be an interesting conversation when it comes to the lead race about who they take out of those two. Um, and like I said with Vernon as well, I think he's down the class a tiny bit, but um they got they got some quality sprinters. Um Brunewagon, good for Jko to do something again in and around. They they did they got to win at Saudi tour, and now they've got to win at UAE tour. They're they're sticking to their um Saudi money. They're doing well. They they they're dominating the Middle East. Um but yeah, a little bit disappointed in terms of G C. But Plappy, got to got ourselves a second, our boy Plapp. And held the held the jersey for a
0: day too. I think I I think, yeah, the climbing, it's just it's just different. It's not it's a long way from the French Alps. From it's both- a, it's,
2: it's a highway, I'm pretty sure. It's just not extremely exciting. Like Yates yeah, just blew Evan pole apart who was riding just to keep his jersey anyway, just doing a leisurely don't know what he was doing up there. I do love my wattage, but um he just looked like he was chilling up that green mountain. So yeah, but our boy, the cat shooter, he comes seventh in the tour. Trek Zone to Tiberi. Not bad for a 24-year-old. And a bit of adversity. Surprising. Actually, UAE would be the last country he should be allowed into, but... Uh... <laughs> what a bizarre story when that I come across our desk.
0: Is he 24 or 21? <laughs>
2: I don't don't know. He should be a professional cyclist. That's that's he should. Honestly, if I if I rocked up to Alan Richards's office yes uh, tomorrow and say I shot uh, Anthony Albanese's cat with me rifle, (laughs) I think I'm I don't think I'm putting on the red and the blue tomorrow against Richmond.
1: (laughs) What was the sanction that he was he was handed down with
2: 4,000 euro, uh, which is I mean, Aussie dollar wise, that's that's pretty steep.
0: For those for those that don't Bizarre. know at home, um what's his full name, Max? Have you got his name there? Antonio. Antonio, yeah. He rides for Trek. I think he signed a five year deal. You got his age, Cambo, twenty one. Uh no, I don't have the age off off the top of my head. And he's he's shot a cat of a local minister.
1: Twenty he's twenty one. He, sh- he should know better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um,
1: <laughs> this isn't a local, was, a local SA lad. This is a professional he, cyclist, 21 years of his age. Ex-
2: his excuse was he didn't think he'd kill it. Mm. Uh, don't just know what landed, that means just
0: lined it up anyway. <laughs>
2: uh, he actually come for an Australian summer and rode well. I think he was like a top 10 in the, in the TDU. So... Um bright prospects. Not sure if he's um not sure if he's going to be continuing on with those bright prospects.
0: Well, under nineteen world time trial champion and then went straight into the, the world tour.
1: Big talenta. Huh? Big talent. Yeah. You think that have to make... get a word from
2: Cohen?
0: Yeah. Well Cohen might have to get get himself down to Italy and do a little bit little bit of hand holding.
2: Yes, Cohen might have given the sanction, so we could get Cohen in. Get him in. Max's sauce on the ground.
0: You think you think as like these because they're kids when they're turning pro now, as they as you used to turn pro at 23, 24, you know, turn pro at 9, 10, 20, Like they're gonna be doing dumber and dumber things like this.
1: Well, just like in the AFL system, they're turning pro at 18, 19, couple of years of just doing dumb shit. Who be Max fair? Be a- Max yeah. Max would be able to share some stories on on that sort of K-pop, smoking darts, this sort of stuff.
2: They're yet to yet to shoot a cat. Um, I must say, um, it's <laughs> and it's not on my bucket list as well. Um, but yes, no, some some stupid things. Is, is that part of your job, Max? Is to like
0: stop the eighteen-year-olds from screwing up too much? Uh, you know,
2: I, I'm, I'm sort of on the other page with that. I let let eighteen-year-olds be eighteen-year-olds. Um, you can sort of groom them in to making the right decisions. But I think decision-making is part of the process of growing up. Um, And if you have someone doing that for you, you end up going further and further away from the person you probably want to be. So um, yeah, if you put in some right guidelines and uh, try and groom them to make the right decisions, but the the decisions, Alex, are all on their own.
0: What about, what about when it comes to shooting cats? Like how do you, how do you get them from making their own decisions, but, not that kind of decision. That's too ideally, made. I
2: like to. Yeah, I like to think I would. I would have had Holcher if he was at the Melbourne Football Club would have potentially taken the rifle out of his hand before it even got in there, um to get him in that situation. Uh But yeah, look. Let me just disclaimer. I did not. I do not think any of my boys are going to rifle elbows, cat. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> just sorry. It was a minister, not, not not the prime minister of Italy. So what is it? Like a Jackie Lambie from uh, Tassie. Uh, no, sure. they're not going to shoot.
0: Yeah. I guess, Like, but also, like, you've got the added advantage of that kind of, like, team culture. Everyone lives similar, training together, working together. Um, yeah. But you also think that this something like this wouldn't happen under Patrick's watchful eye over at Sudau Lotto.
2: No, I don't think anything goes past his watchful Alan Philippe's winning one-day stage races in France and still can't get a smile on his face. Uh, Anything else
1: from
0: the UAE tour? Uh, The
1: the final climb of the tour was warp speed. Um, UAE absolutely smoked it. McNulty looking a million dollars. The turn that he did just to shred that peloton. Luke Plapp looking like he's he's the business. He's just that big diesel sort of climber. Um eventually got dropped. So you knew that the pace was um inferno speed. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a good tour, had a bit of everything and, and a team time trial too, which um which in the end didn't make a whole lot of difference to the G C but yeah, had a bit of everything. So overall, great tour.
2: It had a the team time trial, uh, which is usually bang on with its odds. Uh, had Lotto Sadal, uh, Team Inios and Yumbo Visma as the three out and out favourites. And EF were up there in the hundred and fifty to ones and they and they almost they almost pulled Sonic off. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where it came from, but that would have been that's just it brings a little bit of life to cycling that EF can go and do that. Well, they used to be the, like the
1: business back in their Garmin days in team time trials, like back in the early 2010s. They were they were sort of the benchmark Garmin. So um, JV just, you know, getting back to his roots. But you look at the names that they had there, no one that really jumps off the page in terms of uh, being a big, big ruler um, and, and pedigree in, in the discipline.
0: Did uh, and ever send you any data, Mac? Did he come through with the goods on that little clip of him jumping across to the move?
2: No, I'm still waiting for the sign, the signed jumper as well. Um, that a signed, sorry, a jersey that apparently signed for me. I'm not sure if it was. His, I don't think it's the Australian one because I'm presuming he's still wearing that. And I'm, I'm sure there's more than one though, so maybe it was one of those ones. Um, but no, he did not That would have been amazing wattage. That was like there's not many people in the peloton that can do that. And um, Plappi's got a little bit of rem about him. I I like what I'm I like what I'm seeing. We could have a little Australian classic wonder coming up. Well
0: that that goes back to even the under as juniors racing against each other in time trials. It was um plat two, remco one. Remco did put a lot of time into him. Um but that was kind of the the first time we saw those two go head to head. The I, I am
2: just the last little bit about UAE, Remco I don't think he matches Pog. Minnie Guard type areas with whatever I saw at UAE. He might be a very far away from being complete fitness, but Yatesy put 30 seconds into him. Um it wasn't necessarily convincing to put Remco in the same conversation as those guys.
0: I also know that Yates, like obviously Yate won that last stage convincingly, but imagine the pressure on his shoulders heading into that final climb, being on that in on that squad, having lost lost the GC. Needing to win, Milano kind of takes a little bit of pressure off winning one of the sprint stages, but whoa, there would have been a bit of pressure coming from the the higher ups in the UAE
1: <laughs> that stage.
0: Yeah,
1: you
2: could definitely imagine, tell the way they hit that climb. Imagine pressure. What pressure is like? I've got pressure from Goodwin and Alan Richardson. Imagine the high ups at UAE. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the heavies. Uh, you, you've seen what they can do on a global scale. <laughs> yeah,
2: the heavies at Bahrain and UAE just stay on their good side. Uh, do
0: we? Do you want to go to Umloop the the opening weekend, or do you want to touch on the all the other stage races that the GC boys were at? Just kind of the random events that pop up in February.
2: Uh, I, th- I I I think we potentially could start to... it. We'll go straight on from Umlop and Kurnu, really. So we can probably go talk about um, what Vinegard put 40 seconds of stage on his rivals at uh, Gran Camino in Spain. Mm-hmm. The rivals were Ruben, Ruben Guerrero and Harada. So it wasn't a stacked field. But he's still, like if that was a tour, I think he's winning by 20 minutes by the way he was putting numbers on them. Um, I'm not sure if many you guys watched many, much of that. I didn't watch too much of it. I just saw some, some Jonas highlights.
0: Yeah, so did you see the, the climb, climb that went through like a cobbled section? Like yeah, a, the
2: cobbled climb.
0: Yeah. Um, but I think it was only three stages in the end because one got snowed out and he yeah, won by two and a half minutes and including a time trial where he torched that as well. So Yeah. Like you said, Just, I don't know, don't know the quality of the – if the field is up to POG standards, but um, still – to put that much time into people,
1: he looked good, and it's also worth noting that Jumbo have made some pretty good signings over over the winter, like we saw. So Volta just suddenly, you know, shredding races apart. I know he wore the the pink jersey in the Giro, whether it was last year or two years ago, but another good signing for them, and and Tratnik, who um who was good at opening weekend, which I'm sure we'll touch on shortly. So. Just generally, Jumbo Visma have hit the ground running deluxe.
2: And I think and like was the... Just so so continue, Vindigo, sorry, Albert.
1: Just to
0: finish on Vindiga, like he, he's talked about in the past he like really struggled with pressure and anxiety and getting to races and just performing to come into this year as Tour de France defending champion and just start off on that foot, I think is really important for him because um, last year is obviously... He was second man to Pog, uh, to Rog in that squad, and now he's coming in as leader. So it's going to be a massive year for him to, to see how he manages that.
2: Good to see him winning as well. Froome would, you know, I know they're slightly different, but Froome would go years without winning. But just taking the GC at Tula. so good to see the yellow jersey winning and in Feb as well. That's probably not that common, I dare say, the yellow jersey winning in Feb. Uh, but that's the pressure the Pog put on. Um, is, it, is it? I'm not sure if you're buying into the mind games. of Pog's cancelling races and then going to other races and then avoiding Vinegar. But now he's making sure that he gets to Vinegar at Parry <laughs> Um It's it, there's all these mind games going on between the two of them. But Pog. Put out one of the better mind games and winning his first three out of three races, <laughs> um, and then dominating GC with a stacked field. I think Enric Mass went with him in the last stage, but apart from that, he smashed Lander, smashed Mass, smashed Gagenhart, uh, smashed Jackie Hague. Um, He he destroyed him. To your point, Max, about like Froome only
0: winning at Tour de France. I feel like the the days of building into a season and and not being f- flying for any kind of a, every event is like kind of done it's like you just yeah. the vans um and now pog and vina just like turn that on its head you're just flying all the time now everyone's good all the time yeah but yeah pog he's mind games it's gonna be a good tour de france and we get it like you said we get a sample of it this weekend with parry nice. those two going head to head
2: it's, yeah, it's going to be crazy. If you have a look what they've done, Pog's got a first, a first, a fourth, a first, a first, a first in February. Um, guards very, very similar. He's got three firsts and a, and a first overall. Remco, like we just talked about before, he's got a first in a stage and then also an overall at UAE. Um, and then the two boys, we don't talk about them much because they're doing cyclocross. They've just come one, two throughout the whole cyclocross season. we got five guys who are genuinely hot. Genuinely
0: yeah. hot. Before we get on the one day, is Cambo any take takeouts from the, uh, the other stage races that were going on outside of UAE?
1: Not particularly. I think you guys have yeah, no at all. Like the days of yeah. Building is just, it's gone. You just got to win shit at all times now. Like, you know, there's points on the line, there's UCI rankings, all this sort of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I think the, the vans have changed that whole culture of, of peaks and troughs. You're just you're just flying all the time, getting paid good money. So go out and win races. I think that's the expectation now from, from guys like Patrick Lefebvre.
2: The only, the only other ones worth noting is the Portuguese, that uh, Volta del Grande that was on almost at the same time as we talked uh, our last podcast which was won by Ineos Martinez, but um, it was a stacked field of time trialers. But uh, worth noting that Martinez, because he is maybe a chance to do something in these two uh, in Strada Bianchi potentially. I know he's one of those one-day guys for Ineos, so worth noting that he is in form.
0: Do you uh, do you also want to talk about or just plate up Max Moschetti's Mus- win? It was the day after that we talked on this podcast last last month that your boy you've been working you've been working with him for years early adopter on his on his bandwagon from the get go and he's claimed a little victory.
2: It was big. Um can you just help me out with the team name is it Q three six five or something?
0: I don't know. What's uh, his
2: team came? Yeah Q three six five pro cycling team. Um they did they actually did work in this race um, I was watching it uh, for unrelated reasons. Um, we don't need to go into why I was watching a Uh, a, a, a level, what's it called? The level below UCI one point one or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was watching it, but Arno Delee was in hot form, and I wanted to watch this kid just dominate. Um, and Machetsi's beaten him in a in a sprint that. Um, the commentators, and it probably it was Carlton Kirby, were saying that it suited Marchetti I don't know what uh finish suits Marchetti whether <laughs> like, Arno Deli Jordi Moose, Alexander Christoph, and azolo Like <laughs> no, none of them suit. I'd pick those five in every other time they race. So good on him. Uh I hope he's a listener. I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. And I have some Q365 merch, please. <laughs> um that's where
0: damo is Cabo. yeah okay i mean how's them Ooh, is, on bike exchange
1: is is this is this cancelara's team no uh,
0: different team again okay cancelara's riding i think it's called tudor cycling of some description and i think that's level down i think this kind of suits the old pro conti um level but they've been winning some bike races
2: The start- win, they're probably ahead of a starter in the points.
0: Yeah. Yep. They've also seen, like in the media too, people like taking a bit, bit more note of the points now. Like it's actually a thing. You see that? It-
2: well, they. I think they think the racing that's happening at the moment is because of the points. I I tend to lean your way, Alex. Where there's just these five guns that are just racing all year and dominating. But um, people are saying a lot of the big guys and big teams are going to all the races because of points. Um, there's some clear losers at the moment like Astana um, I don't know where their win's going to, I think it's Cav at some point but there's not much outside of that apart from a Luis Leon Sanchez stage win maybe um, so I'm worried about Astana um, jumbo Visma will last like a week ago and now they've just gone and done what they've done so there's points is a long way to go but yeah I'm worried about Astana q 365 are ahead
0: uh, and then the cycling season starts. Um, look, you're like, you sit down on the couch, you, um, look starting, and you're like, yes, this is good. And I guess, Cambo, you touched on this before like, this was the first time that we saw the big recruits from Jumbo Visma really come into play. All of a sudden, it they they were the the lot of Sudal of old in terms of just their strength and numbers and the way that they went about this race. Uh did you boys tune Saturday night in in Melbourne? Did you boys tune in?
1: Not live. It was a it was a replay for me the next morning, unfortunately. But yeah, it just it just felt like the season had properly started. Like it's Belgium, it's the filthy roads, like all the big teams are there. You got jumbo just torching on the front. Big winners, like um, it felt. It felt right.
2: I, I I did manage to stay up for most of it, um, <laughs> but this. But then I fall asleep to the key bit and had to watch it in the morning. Like I might as well just get some sleep and just watch it in the morning anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah, watching. What's in Jumbo. Like I, I, we've just been talking about all these stage races and random European races in UAE. These two races alone have single-handedly beaten all them. Like they're just, they're just great races. Um, there needs to, in all seriousness, when I'm talking about them both in plural, that teams need to go in with not only their own plan, but then how to beat Jumbo Visma. Like they obviously know um, the Jumbo Visma are going to light up the race and are happy to win with any of their seven riders that they're taking on the day. And Then they have a trump with Laporte if it if they all come back together and it's a bunch of sprint. Um, because you'll probably win it now. Van Art when he's obviously riding, which is soon. Um, yeah, um, they this is massive, they could win a lot.
0: Is uh, do a quick sudal quick step now need to take a step back? Is the days of them just riding the front, tonking along, having it seemed like. Jumbo Visma squad was that team. They've just got options everywhere, and they just won by outnumbering everyone in the moves and just being always on the front foot. There's a, do they need to uh, change tack? Sudal Lotto cambo It's time to revisit.
1: Uh, yes and no. Like uh, it's it's one thing to have the numbers like in the finale, but like you look at the names of of the guys as well. Like they're top top level riders. <laughs> like the guys that won these two races, Ben Noot, Van Baal, and then you go through the other guys there, like Laporte, who since joining Jumbo Visma has just turned into this absolute machine, can do it all, cleaning up bunch kicks, best of the rest. Um, Afini, massive, massive tank. Jan Tratnik, like Max tipped him for like Giro stage wins last year. Um, and and yeah. Ben <laughs> Van Hoyden Clark, who was I think he was I know we haven't got there yet, but I think he was probably the strongest in in Kerner. I think he was doing the most damage to that group in the finale and it was just a timing thing for Bnut. But um yeah, I don't know. A lot of a lot of quick step, like you know, four or five years ago, they seemed unbeatable. So I think maybe they're coming towards the end of their tenure. Um, and I think Jumbo Visma are just gonna be the ones to watch for the for the whole spring campaign, whichever whichever sort of race it is because they got the cattle to do it all.
2: They're just they're out they're out budgeted. There's the finances are yeah. not that I've looked into them heavily. They just seem a little bit apart. Um yeah Trapnik will win a race very, very soon. He was almost the most legs in Kearny uh, in Umloop and then Van Hoyden kicked Kearney. Um the best way to beat them is to match their move and be uh, for example, in in Kirti, to beat Taco Vanderhorn or Wallens or Mahorich, they had a chance because they were in the final group. That's that's the only way you're going to beat them is try and match their move. I, I think. Uh, Anna Dali
0: also kind of like his first big go in the against the big boys. Um, second place, thank you very much. After winning 96, <laughs> 96 Conti races last or 1.1
2: races last year. Um, I'm just, sorry. It was not. It was not just a second place. It was a 400-meter sprint with the peloton getting everyone else in the break but him. Like, it was an incredible second place. And and to make
0: that group, like how strong that group was.
2: Oh,
1: He found himself on the deck too at times as well. Like, yep. you know, had a lot of adversity, um, was never really on the front foot, but still Jag a second there. Like, you know, it's... You don't win those 1.1s in Belgium for fun and not be a good rider. So this shouldn't come as a surprise, but it, it's nice to see him doing it against the big boys and um, he's going to be a genuine threat throughout the spring.
2: I'm buying stock.
1: I'm buying stock too. It,
0: then Kern Brussels, Kern of the next day. Um, was a similar situation. Just one,
2: just, just, just one last one on all book. Yeah. Is Van Baal in, in in the same conversation as like a parubelian into an normal like is he is he in the Van der Poel, Van Art sort of chat? Like he he does it time and time again. Hmm.
1: No. He's he's, he's not. He's different uh, he's not. Um
2: is it because of the negative riding that he did with Ineos for like six, seven years? Like he, if he, if he was wasn't with Ineos, like is he potentially with them? I feel like he's a lot more. No, you like- have
1: to, you have to think so. It's, it's different. Like I'm sure he can maybe get the same, maybe not the same amount of results. I so can get a lot of results, but he just doesn't have the, the flair
2: and the panache. Yeah, the, the peloton think they can get him. Where Van Art goes, they don't let him go. Where Van Baal goes, mm. they reckon they can get him. I think at this stage, well, probably not again, to be honest. Yeah, I guess
0: he spent a lot of time off the front solo, with with the group behind that was working pretty well together. Yeah, but I think like it's it's just, he just doesn't have that. It's it's not the same as if he had their the Vans. Um coming in as your race leader and you're like, this guy is gonna light it up no matter what, and he'll be able to get away at some point in some way. He needs a but bit more thing like later squad.
2: Yeah, if the vans go away in Parry Bay, or any of them, uh, they're not a strata bianchi, but if they go away, I say Van Baal's with with them. I say he matches them and is in the same group. There's three of them now, three vans. Yeah. I reckon he's obviously yeah, obviously can't sprint i think
1: that's the thing he can only win solo which really limits yourself in in terms of how you craft up a finale like you've got to go long you've got to go from 40 50 30k whatever it is which obviously you're probably not going to win as many races doing that as winning a you know in a group of five to ten so um super rider though big big fan of van baal always have been
2: that's a great lead into Gurney because Tej Manu cannot sprint and had to do that exact thing.
0: They're on the they back on the front foot again in Kern Brussels Kerner with like two men in that front group. Everything was looking good. Like you said, they've got Laporte as his nice little insurance policy if the group does come back. Um, which he did, he cleaned up the bunch kick. And coming into that final, teach looked so cooked. Like Surely he was the weakest guy in that group going into the, when the when they hit that one k to go when he took that last fly, last ditched attempt.
1: Well, it was time. It was timed perfectly. Like like I said just before, I thought Van Hoydonk was probably the strongest. He was the one that like really took the legs, took the zap out of Wellens and Mahorik, who were doing a lot of the the chasing. You know, as the big favorites and the big teams, it was up to them. Taco could have a little bit more of a, of a backward seat in that finale. Um, but in terms of like the final move, it was just timed perfectly. He came around that last corner at the back of the group, carried on a little bit of momentum um, and Van Hooydonk was at the front sort of being able to do a little bit of blocking and it was tailwind. So as soon as he got the gap, um, it was pretty much lights out because if you're the one that chases that move, it's the end of your day. You're not going to win the sprint. So it was it was perfect having two guys in that group and two guys that were, were bloody strong and both capable of winning themselves. So it was it was nice to see them get the job done and go one, two. And like you said before, Alex, the insurance policy of, of Laporte just torched the bunch kick for what was it? Sixth. So three riders in the top six, So like that's taken the piss. And the
2: and other that- two boys are in gen- genuine form, Mahorich and Wallen, so I might add. Yeah. Which I think
0: plays Estrada too, especially with Mahorich, the way that he was riding through that group about like those couple of couple of times when Van Hoeden got a little bit of a gap, the energy that he had to expend to bring that back was uh what cost him at the end of the day. I guess the um just looking at looking at the result sheets here, just like in interesting too, delay again like back to back to be able to back up for another long stage race, um, pick up second in the sprint. Uh, with the main group, and Jakobsen ninth, I think was an interesting result. Obviously, it wasn't sprinting for the wins. You don't have that quite same drive. But one, the uh, quick step boys not being able to bring the move back, and two, him not winning, just starts to build that uh, that challenge that he's going to have to make the Tour de France team and be the guy there.
2: Yeah, I do. I I just don't. I mean, again, the bunch sprint for six. He's beaten by two quality sprinters as well. I think Jordy Muse was the other one from Bora. Um. So there's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who who they take. I'm not sure if they take both. They um. I doubt they will because obviously um, Morkov will be there, and then they need to work out if they're taking Evan Pole or they're taking Ala Philippe. Um. Is Asgreen like where's his form? Where's he? I don't know, he's pulled out of a couple of races. He's one of the guys who tends to be with the vans. Like, he this is where he comes out to play with like a Jasper Steubens and those sorts of players. And I haven't seen much of Asgreen. Um, do you know what's going on there, Albo? I think, like I said, he did DNF'd. Um,
0: yeah. don't know if seen any press cambo, but yeah, you feel like Asgreen is in that, uh, that kind of that that camp where yeah you expect him to be there in that five or six that are that are going to the line.
1: Yeah, he, he yeah he's got some Van Baal energy. Although he did beat Vanderpool in a know in a two up sprint, but that was you know after 260k at the end of Flanders, so it's a little bit different. But um, I, I think this is good for cycling fans generally. You know, people that scroll Twitter with Quickstep, Sudal not being so successful. I think the the more the pressure builds, the more likely we are to see a wild comment or some threats from Lefebvre come to light <laughs> as we get closer to the big ones of Roubaix and Flanders. So the longer this little dry spell goes um, for the big Belgian outfit, I think the better
2: it is for us. They're winning. They're winning. They're winning two stages of UAE and Alaphilippe one, like I said, and. A, a stage, a classic race in, in, in France during the week. Um, Vernon won a at a Rwanda stage. I'm sure that was high up in um, Patrick's wants. So they're winning, mm-hmm. but they're just not winning the right ones. They're not even present in the right races.
1: Yeah. Not the right type of runs. Hmm. Strata, I'm going to have a little bit of
0: preview now, look forward, what's coming up. Max's favourite athlete in the world is number one on the start list and he's making his first uh, it's his first race, first road race, but he's done about 90 cross races over the winter. So I don't know if you really call it his first race back. It's his first long race back. He's been racing for an hour.
2: Yeah. So this is the one I'm a little bit – I'd be more comfortable if Woot or Tadej was here um, because now – all, they'll all be looking at MBDP and Alperson have been um they've been nowhere really like they they haven't really had Phillipson going or or Caden Groves going to races as much yet they're not really got their legs MBDP hasn't been here um, so they haven't been really that present but are they going to be strong enough to be able to control a field of Yumbo just going Hammer and Tong and MBDP. I don't know. So this is a tough race for him to win. I'm not sure if um he's the clear favorite. I know Pidcock and Alaphilippe Felipe are both here for the first time, sort of meeting these other guys as well. So um it's a it's a good race. I would have loved if one of Woot or Tadej was here as well, because that would just add to it. But um that'll come. I mean that's probably Milan San Remo or Flanders or something like that. That's coming soon. So we can just wait. Cambo, Alferson to Kearney
0: big job ahead of them to keep it together. You think the way that that race is run, like the way that, I don't know, you think back when he won CX Wells, Just the, I know it was only an hour, but the amount of time that he went on the attack, like that guy is flying.
1: Yeah, I like just glazing over the start list. Like obviously it's MVDP and Pitcock are probably the ones that stand out, but how much do we want to read into the fact that they're coming off a cross season. Do they have like the Ks and the legs to you know, be able to be good after four or five hours? The answer is probably yes, but there's that unknown there. Um, the, t- the team around MVDP, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but I think, uh, I don't know, I, I'm i probably going to be going down the Tij Benut route. I think he's coming off some confidence of uh, – of winning in the opening weekend, he's won here before. The, I think it was three or four years ago, that he went bananas in the last twenty k of this race. So, a little bit of confidence. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going with Teesh to to carry on the form.
0: Alifleap's obviously done career over. Patrick's put a line through him. No good anymore. Yeah. So, I imagine he's got it's- he's got. You'd be out with a little bit, a bit of a vendetta just to you know. I'm still here. I'm still here. you glory boys winning in in the UAE, but I'm still the man.
2: Yeah, they'll be out of control. Of the they've got Betty Ol or Baggioli. Which one's the um Which one's the quick step rider? Baggioli. Baggioli. They've got they've they've they've, they've got a good team, better team than Alperson, but it'll be controlled by Jumbo. Um, it'll be their race to lose. There'll be some. I'm actually going to put a little saver on Quinn Simmons. I like. I like him. I like what he's been doing uh, early February. All those races watching Argentina, hopefully it pops out for me now. Now I can find <laughs> the form that Quinn Simmons has. Um, and obviously, Mahorich will be in that group as well. Um, Strati tends to be a little bit less than sort of a group of maybe three or four. Like There's not many left towards the end. So it could even just be an MVDPV, Pitcock-type setup. Pitcock's actually been finishing with the group a lot. He's done a couple of rides. He's been a little bit... Um, I think he got a fifth in a bunch sprint the other day. So um, he's got the uh, the miles and the legs. So I wouldn't be surprised if Pitcock's almost a better performing than MBDP.
0: To your point before, Cambo, uh, team Q3 6.5 Pro Cycling and uh, Tudor Pro Cycling are both in this race.
1: Seb Reichenbach for Tudor. Ian Pan, Simon Pelot. Two names that I recognize, the rest not so much. Max, can you, I know sort of Mediterranean um, sort of tier three riders are more your type rather than, you know, Swiss or Northern Europeans. Do you, do you have any insight <laughs> on on the likes of Ericsson, Bruin and Voisard?
2: Uh, I've got a serious strength in mediocre sprinters. You have a serious strength in pro conti teams. You, you know a lot about them. Um, but no, I don't know anything about, I almost don't even know Simon Pallad, to be honest, apart from he had a sign up in one of the races the other day. Um, what's going on in Q365? Oh, they got Beer. Didn't know he was there. Um, and Mark Donovan. Wow. They've got, they've had some signings under Q365. Mark Donovan was a, was a, uh, Sidal quick rider in, I think.
0: Have you heard Moschetti do any interviews, Max? Does he speak solid
2: English? I don't think so. Um Colin speaks very highly of him. Um so I'm presuming he's a good fella, but I'm not sure if his English is is great.
0: So we might have to dust off Cambo's Italian to translate yeah. if we get him on the pod.
2: Um Simon Clark for a little saver here as well potentially. Um he is I mean this is his type of race and Israel will be riding for him I dare say. I don't know if Israel will have much else in this race.
0: Pelo Bilbao, well, Maxi, heading up Barra and Victorious. How do you feel about him?
2: I'm not massive on the climbers here. Um I know there is a lot of climbing, but I'm a bit bigger on the stronger guys. I'm like Tadej. I'm not sure if you call him a climber from last year, but in terms of Bilbao, Vlasov and um a few others being in in and around the market, I'm just not as sure. I think it's the the strong guys, your Quinn Simmons, your you your Tij Benu, um your Ala Philippe, your MVDPs. And your Wellens. Yeah. Uh,
0: Kupama FTJ, Thibaut Pinot, top of their list, Cambo. That Does that excite you?
1: Oh, it does have a little bit. I don't have any really high <laughs> expectations for Thibaut in this race. Being a one-day race, being in Italy, it's not really going to be a major concern for him. He's looking down the track at the... But the big one, I'm sure. Um, I actually don't know what his race calendar is, so I'm absolutely talking garbage. Uh, But, yeah, obviously a big Pinot fan, but I can't see him doing too much. Just a couple of names, guys, that I I wouldn't mind just throwing across your desk. I think UAE generally look all right here. I'm looking at um, Bennett, Covey, Formolo, McNulty, who we touched on before, flying at UAE Tour. Ulysses, never know what he's going to do. Probably a little bit too hard for him, but he'll be there or thereabouts late. And Tim Wellens, um, this is his his sort of race. He's normally flying at this time of year. New team, so that'll be interesting. And the other one, Max, you touched on this team before, Astana, Mark Cavendish, probably the one that's going to be getting their results. The only other person on this whole squad who has got any sort of quality, in my opinion, is Lusenko. And this sort of race is is the sort of race where he could do well. Thoughts?
2: That's actually not a bad. He would be the best of the climbers, I think, in my opinion. Um, I know Vlasov likes a dirty as well, but I think Lutsenko, um is a little bit stronger in these conditions. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy to give you my top three if that's where we're going with be asking. Yeah, I think um, we're going there. Yeah. And yeah. There's, unless there's I, anyone
0: from uh, Green Project Bardiani CSF that you want to touch on, Max.
2: <laughs> Let me just have a quick look at the team. Give me, give me two seconds. You've caught me on the on the hop there, Elmer. <laughs> on the hop.
0: Who's <laughs> exactly. What's your top three, Cambo? While well, Max is doing um, a quick. Um,
1: so up. yeah, I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Tiege, uh, You know, a bit of bit of confidence, sort of stuff. Not super confident on the on the cross boys yet. But if I if I was, I would. Um, I'd throw probably Pidcock in there, so I'm going to go Tiege one, Pidcock second, Um and uh, I'm going to go with McNulty third. Whatever that means, I'm, I'm I'm really throwing. That's a wild one, I know, but the legs just—he just looked good. He looked really good at UAE. I'm going to go. Uh, uh, boy, you want to touch on that squad, Maxi? No,
2: you, you, I've had. A- I've had a look and I've got nothing for you. I apologize.
0: Number one, Vanderpoel. The way they won that CX Wells, he's going to torch this race. <laughs> um, number two, Wellens from his performance on Saturday. He was good in the group, and I think it's just going to be a, a bit of a scattergun approach behind it. Uh and three, I don't mind Maxi's shout of Quinn Simmons. Just another guy that's in that group that goes to the goes to the final. Uh
2: yeah, I've got. I've got a uh, Quinn Simmons winning. Um, I just think is there value attached to that? Uh, I'm presuming to be in the top line ish. There might be value. Uh, he's not MVDP, so there's value. Um, I just think he will get no respect in the group of five that he's in, and he'll have a similar run into a Binu, potentially. Um, and the guys around him, um, the lead jumbo, I can see the Hungarian Volta being their lead. Um, just Because of what he, he was, a good support for Vinegard, he's got legs and his result in this race last year. I think he was top five or something. Um, and then maybe MVDP or Valentin Madoir from FDJ for my round top three.
1: Okay,
2: and you'll hear from me if it's Quinn Simmons real early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and then Paris Nice, it's just the two big boys going head to head. Well, you've been on the ground, Alex, the last couple of weeks with uh, with Lucas Hamilton. From all reports, has been absolutely dialing in. Is is there any any talk of what's happening in the peloton? What to expect at Paris Nice this year? Got any insight for us? Any anything to share? Um, they're they're all for Yates
0: by bike exchange or and uh, Lua. All for Yates, which I guess is no surprise because it is it is the beat the be, the who's who of uh the G C boys there. But yeah, not not really, not really much to mention. Except I, I was with um was with Lucas for a week and he is dialed in like you wouldn't believe. Kind of most of the time generally you don't spend much time with them when they're um in season. And yeah, we, we
1: regimed hard. You're getting out wow. doing a few K's yourself?
0: Got out, did a few Ks, um, spent a bit of time at the coffee shop while he did efforts, and then, um, yeah, ate well, slept well, behaved very well.
1: Regime.
0: Regime.
2: um, I'm just going to go slightly against you. This is – it's the who's who in terms of the top two. Uh, but everyone else is going to Torino, which is making the Italian stage race slightly more attractive to watch, uh, which we'll get to after after this quick preview. But third is a genuine raffle. So Yates, he would be the favourite. But Martinez is Ineos' man. Bardet is there. Um, and then I think Sadal had maybe a Schmid or something like that. So third's a raffle. Yates, if Yates doesn't get it, he'd be probably slightly disappointed, to be honest. Um, I'm not even sure who's Barange uh, taking. Jack Agg. So... They're the names they're the names outside of Vinegard and Pog. But yeah, it's it might be just Yumbo V. They actually Yumbo might finish off the podium after Vinegard. If Roland Dennis or someone else like that's there, maybe they could hold on for a third.
0: Would you if you're a GC guy going going to the tour, do you want to be at Parinice do
2: you want to be at Torino? I mean you want to avoid you want to avoid Pog? I I. I or do you want to? Or do, or do you want to? Do you want to beat the best? I'm not sure. Like Jai Hindley winning the Giro, he's won the Giro, but none of those boys were there. So is the respect there for that Giro? It still is. He's won the Giro, but he's not even in the top line of. He's not even the top people. were not even picking him for top ten for this year's tour, and he's won the Giro last year. So you want to play the best, or do you want to go to Torino and be? Torino is going to be a ring-a-ding-ding battle. There'll be twenty left in the final group. They're all. Uh, Enric Mass might be a level above the rest of them, but the it's going to be a genuine battle. That you heard, you heard it here first. Torino
0: is the race to tune into.
2: And <laughs> they going head to head, and they, I think, at the same time.
0: Yeah, are they. It have to be. It wouldn't be cycling if there was some kind of planning around the calendar. They will overlap for sure, and
2: then. One of them will be on GCN, one of them will be on SBS Underman, and one of them will be on Eurosport, and we just can't get them all on the same link.
1: Yeah, Flow
2: Bikes. Whenever shits on <laughs> Flow Bikes, that is so annoying. <laughs> I feel like I've had two computers that have been broken into because of Flow Bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a VP a VPN, that's a, that's, a, that's tough work.
0: It's not. It's not easy out there.
1: Unless they want to sponsor no. the pod, then we love you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's actually. There's uh Amazon Prime have got a Yumbo Visma doco and a Sadal Quickstep A Sedal, yeah, Sedal Quickstep so they're, uh coming out in a month, but it's only available in like the Belgium area. So we're gonna get a VPN to watch it. So we're gonna miss out on these docos um about I mean, the Movistar one's great, but I'd love to see a successful team um go about it at some point. Mm-hmm. Have and you Netflix seen gotcha. the have you have you seen the preview for the for the Netflix one while we, we talk about it? I, I yeah, same,
1: same a quick one.
2: it's going to be good. It's going to be a doozy. Yeah, it looked, it did look good.
0: I did see too that you're bringing Stephen May into the picture via the Netflix documentary Max. So it'll be interesting to see how many of the, the punters are on or general sports fans are on cycling after seeing it, whether it has anywhere near the effect of the F1 series.
2: Well, he's a big F1 fan, but I, I, I claim that he wasn't an F1 fan until the series came in. So potentially he could be a big cycling fan now. Yeah.
0: You never know. Then then they'll then they'll get to the point of where they actually have to work out how to watch the sport and go, oh nah, get up.
2: <laughs> I hope episode one goes into a just a big like the big one that gets people is like uh how they stay in the yellow jersey, how they stay in front, and like if they finish a hundredth in a sprint stage, how are they still in the yellow? That's what it, it does throw a lot of people, how they the the cute I can't even say that word, commutative time that's rewarded. So I hope they explain it all in the first episode and then for us experienced watchers they then leave it. Yeah. um anyway, Torino Parinese.
0: What do you want to talk about?
2: Do you want to run through the T's? You want to give us your tips? Well Parinese for me it is it's pretty a pog's in better form at the moment. Um so I think it goes Pog Vinegard and then I'm going to run with Sadal Quick Steps get a third in Mauro Schmid.
0: Vindergaard, 2 minutes 30, winning a GC in over three days, just not quite enough.
2: Well, the TTT might put him in a good space, potentially. I'm not sure what Pog has with him in terms of TTT. So they might have a bit of a gap. But Pog's going to get time bonuses. He's going to get all sorts. Like It's going to be a tough man to keep down.
0: Team time trials, I love team time trials. I think they're like a fantastic spectacle. But I think... We need. There needs to be more done with the broadcasts. Like they're so boring to watch. I feel like we're 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 it's two thousand and twenty three and we've still got two time checks. That's all they give you, and then you get to sit there and watch the finish line camera while you wait for the team to come through. If you're gonna do a team trial, trial like give us some more. There's so much going on in cycling. There needs to be more. CC. What do, you,
1: what do you suggest? What are your suggestions,
0: Alex? I think time trialing is almost like F one now. Like you, it's there's so much to do with the equipment, um, and so you could just take every piece, like all the data points, all the timing, all the comparison. It just needs to be more live data and uh, updates coming through to actually build some kind of story around it. Otherwise, it's just it's just six guys going hell for leather on a or eight guys on a, on time trial bikes.
1: Just slide into Christa, Christophe Christoph Prudom, uh, his DMs, Alex, and give him some some tips. will probably listen. So, get yourself get yourself a job with ASO. Maybe,
0: maybe then I can employ employ you and Max to do the the roaming roaming Brian mics on the on the start line. <laughs> Any thoughts on Paranese, Cambo? Torino. not
1: particularly not particularly like parry nice we've sort of touched on the two big guys it's gonna be a raffle for third like it's the big showdown of, of the two guys that everyone's been talking about we'll will be talking about for the whole year um and yeah to get Parry nice on the palmares I don't know if pog has won it before um a huge race so that'd be cool and then like I said thirds a raffle probably Yates um and then yeah you're right with Torino being on at exactly the same time Primoz is there. Um, Joe Henley, Ben O'Connor. Um, uh, I'm just going through the list now. Who else is there? Jawa Maida. Quinn Simmons is is put down, Max is man. So
2: it's yeah, it's, it's, it's be- honestly, it's absolutely stacked in GC. Like if you this I've just jotted down a couple while you guys have been talking. Um I was listening to you as well, but I was jotting down a couple of names. Um Enric Mass, Arronzman, my boy Yates, Vlasov, Jai Hindley, Mikhail Lander, Caruso, O'Connor, Litsenko, Grant uh, Thomas is there, Primoz, Kelderman, Thibaut Pino, Alaphilippe, Yaw Almeida, and Brandon McNulty. Uh, that's a that's a, that's a GC group. We're going to get a different winner every every stage. There, the sprinters are there, woots there, abs there. Um, I'm going. i not even watch Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: all the humans. It's all like the people that are still on planet Earth. The normal GC riders. Correct. Who you can relate with. Stop. The people that suffer. Simon,
2: Simon Yates is going to pick up the easiest podium of his of his career. <laughs>
1: Any last
0: no, points? No, no, no,
1: nothing, nothing to give. Nothing to give uh, tips wise there, Alex. I'm not going to
0: go near that. Nah. I've, my take is just you
1: don't need to watch Paranese. Just look at the result sheet and yeah. who
0: where you need to be.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say Enric Mass wins Torino and a Wood Van Art potentially holds on to a podium because I don't know who they're riding for. Is it is it Premoz? Is it Kelderman? Is it Wood? Who knows? I reckon Wood hold, holds hold on to a podium.
0: Okay. Anything else, Cambo? Nothing for me, Alex. Thanks. We'll Tune get in together
2: in. surely before Milan San Remo.
0: Yeah, when is Milan San? Remo? What do we got? A uh, couple of weekends, I think.
2: Round one ish. Round one weekend.
0: Okay, we'll be we able to unpack the D's first win of the season mm-hmm. and uh, Milan and Kayla winning Milan San Remo or preview
2: it. That'd be that'd be great. What? Are they, let's just have they've got Caleb at nine dollars and Arno Dely at nineteen. Okay, <laughs> mm, they might they might know something we don't.
0: Follow the money. I would
2: have. Yeah, follow the money. Caleb, it is. Jeez, that's a stacked field. Can I? Can I just name you the top ten in bed in there? Yeah. Van Art, Mahorich, Ewan Vanderpol, Alifale, Pog, Mads Pedersen, Anadili, Pidcock, Vernon, Gamay, and Remco. <laughs> that's the who's who. That's that's the Big Ten. What is um? What was uh, Ricky Nixon's first management group? The, those twelve players called.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, that but did you give definition. him a name? Yeah, Michael Matthews is in the second line of bed, and it's sixty to one. <laughs> Cycle back it's, 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 to 1. This is going to be the best rendition of Milan San Remo ever. Yeah, that sounds good. Jasper oh. Steuben's not winning this at 100 to 1 L. Yeah,
0: I know. There's, there's not going to be any loose last minute break, but last minute flies off the Poggio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Max. Uh, Thanks, Campbell. Thank you. Thanks as always.